This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio C, it's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio C, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Monday, July 25th. It's Pioneer Day of Thursday. Yes, it is. But some of you aren't in. So, hi. Fireworks going off within the Beehive State. All all dogs are in basements. (laughs) What's better than fireworks on one day in July? Fireworks for two days in July. I know this isn't our intro. We're going off script here. But uh, (laughs) Pioneer Day used to be about the pioneers. Now it's just 2nd, 4th of July in Utah. Mm. People at the party I was with, they were like playing uh, patriotic music. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. where is the Utah State song? Utah, people working. T-. They refused to play the song. I was a little disappointed, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but it's a fun holiday. Okay. <laughs> Pioneer Day observed. If you're in Utah, if you're enjoying it. If you're not in Utah, we love you too. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a guy who got the Boney Fuller treatment post-Y Awards, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, shout out to Boney. I don't know what I did or didn't do to deserve this, but uh, Boney posted, every 10 likes, I'll make his sleeves even shorter. Uh, So it ended up getting to a ridiculous amount. And then suddenly (laughs) uh, we run that SNL sketch with uh, Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze. And, and what we're not showing you is the shirtless uh, version of this as well. So that was fun. I've always wanted to be Chris Farley on the show. So finally, Boney Fuller made it happen. <laughs> Let's be honest. Chris Farley stole that sketch. One million percent. He's yes. the star of the sketch. Whenever I think of the spirit world, I think of Chris Farley for some reason and think about like, oh, I can't wait to just see if he's the same dude. Is he like rolling around <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> I don't know why, but I always think of him. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. Oh, yeah. Chris Farley energy for this show today. And here is your holy shnikes show lineup. Nice. The Power Five recruiting impact. How much has BYU already benefited in football recruiting specifically since their invitation to the Big 12? And how does one even measure that? We'll discuss. Super Bowl champion Dennis Pitta apparently has time for us today. I was unaware of this. I would have been sick had I known. Is BYU on the verge of placing multiple tight ends in the National Football League? Oh. Plus, Jimmer is back doing Jimmer things at the basketball tournament. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. NC State cancels its series with BYU. They were scheduled to meet in 2024 and 2030. They've never played each other and apparently still won't. That's a team I would like BYU to play at some point in non-conference, but maybe not at the cost of playing Utah. Mm. But uh, that series is done. We're going to have a lot of series canceled, obviously, because BYU is going from 12 non-conference games to three. Yeah. We are smack dab in the middle of award watch list season. Let's go. Right. And we've got some news to get to. Isaac Rex, speaking of tight ends, is on the John Mackey Award watch list, given him the nation's best tight end. Mm-hmm. Connor Pay on the Remington Trophy watch list, given to the nation's best center. Peyton Wilgar and Ben Bywater on the Butkus Award watch list, which honors the top linebackers to be determined on the Jim Thorpe Award watch list. Uh, no one was on it. Okay. Oh, yeah. so it, it's nobody, no BYU player. Well, just forget I said anything about it. Yeah. It's not convenient for our show. <laughs> it's, it's inconvenient. Ignore. Jimmer Fredette had 29 points, five boards, and a win for the Money Team, Floyd Mayweather, who are in the round of 32 this week in Dayton. TMT plays in the basketball tournament, or TBT. 
tomorrow at 7 Eastern on ESPN2. It is cool these are on ESPN2 and yeah. ESPN. You like, can watch Jimmer play basketball. Yeah, that's awesome. Mike Farrell lists his top 50 college offensive linemen going into the 2022 college football season. Has BYU's Blake Freeland ranked number five on that list. And Clark Barrington number 28 on his list. So two BYU offensive linemen in the top 30. Best overall offensive lineman according to Mike Farrell. That's super legit. Let's, two in the top 30, let's go. Daniel Schneeman, don't call him Mr. Schneebly, had five hits, three RBIs over the weekend for the AA Akron Rubber Ducks. Robert Ducky of the Cleveland Guardians organization. Congrats to him. Hoping he makes AAA this year and knocks yes. on that uh, major league. Yes, game. yes. How cool is this? Daviana Vaca, representing BYU women's soccer, scored her first international goal with an assist, no less, from her sister, Laveni Vaca. Amazing. Lava, as they call her, received the Player of the Game Award. The Tongan national team lost in penalty kicks to Papua New Guinea in the quarterfinals of the Women's Nations Cup. Outstanding scenario, though, for the Vaca sisters. What a cool experience. To score and then provide the assist for that international goal. One time the Fijian men's soccer team came and played BYU. And BYU won like 6-0. It was crazy. Uh, the men also played the U23 Mexican national team, 2-2. Yeah. That was incredible. Yes. So, yeah, inter international uh, play. Pretty, pretty awesome experience. Oh, so, so cool. Uh, on that note, let's rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. And we are discussing Power 5 recruiting. Big 12 recruiting for BYU football, which naturally has us thinking, hit it! Countdown to the Big 12. 341. 341 <laughs> days until BYU enters the Big 12. But my friend, the recruiting impact, we believe, is already in somewhat of an effect. Jerem, my first question for you is, and I have a few, how quickly will Big 12 membership pay dividends in recruiting specifically for BYU football? We'd like to think, like you just said, that it's already happening. Like the moment that BYU was invited, uh, it was happening. However, I'm not sure that's the case per se. I think Christopher Brooks probably comes here whether BYU is independent or not because he's not playing in the Big 12, right? The Nakua's came as an independent. Uh, Kingsley Suamata'ia came as an independent, I believe, right, before the season. So um, those guys, not necessarily. I think we'll see this more in the future, but BYU, I, I, I don't know that it affects BYU as much as maybe we think. Let me explain why. I think BYU is going after a certain type of athlete already, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in many instances, who wants to live the honor code, right? That's a unique type of athlete, even within the church. Mm. There's some people within the church that don't want to go to BYU. They're like, what? what? What a shocker. Oh, my gosh. Bryce Harper, I hate BYU. Like, not everyone who's a member loves this school. And that's okay. But I do think it will affect BYU where there are some kids, like a Britton Covey in the past, mm. had BYU been in the Big 12 and had the right people at BYU wanted Britton, the people, they didn't want them. They felt they had Mitchell Jurgens. They felt good about that. Obviously, that's a mistake in hindsight. That a Britton Covey type, a Gabe Reed type, a Houston Hamuli originally type, that they can come to BYU where they go, okay, there's no, they're in a Power 5 league. If I just don't want to go there. I might want to go to Stanford or I might want to go to Utah. Sure. We think, obviously, coming to BYU is a great thing, but everyone's different. Everyone wants uh, other things. I do think, all, so that type of kid. Then the other type of kid is, 
the, the Bronco Mendenhall kid. I want to play on a school that plays the school I wanted to go to, or I want to play in a league that plays against, in, against the teams that I grew up in that area. So maybe there are members of the church uh, that aren't members of the church that want to play in the Big 12, that want to play good, solid, uh, big-time football at an institution that's unique where you don't have certain distractions. Mm -hmm. Then you get some of those guys as well. So I think that will happen. I don't know that we can quantify it as much. Like Gabe Judy Lally maybe uh, might be an example of this from Vanderbilt who wanted to come here and I believe has a couple of years, not just the one grad transfer year. But I, I think that will happen and will happen soon. And we're seeing it with some of the freshmen. But Spence, it's hard. Like, like a Colin Chandler is a Big 12 get. That's one uh, that isn't football per se. But there, there are kids uh, in school that – Maybe wanted to come to BYU regardless of conference affiliation. We hope that that continues to go up because, as we'll look at in a second, recruiting rankings do not reflect kindly on BYU. Well, and more importantly, even though the recruiting rankings have not been good the past few years specifically, how much has that really impacted BYU on the field? How much do we care? Or is it the, it's inconvenient and it's not very good, yeah. so we just dismiss it? Like, it's is like, it okay uh, to well, dismiss BYU it? BYU won 11 games in 2020 and then came back and won 10 and beat six Power 5 teams in 2021. Okay, here they are. With a recruiting ranking going into the 2021 season of 77. I mean, no question. Like, we're looking at, you know, 130-ish Division One football teams. BYU's in the lower half right now, but... Those are bad. Just maybe 2022 right now, according to 24-7 Sports, BYU at number 55. And that, and that one's done from February. So 23 will be next year. Okay, so we see a marked difference, okay, plus 22. But how will that translate on the field, where it matters most? And, and, well, uh, how, how many years after that ranking can we say, okay, now they're supposed to be good? With BYU, when you sign a kid, the majority of the recruiting class is a, a kid that goes on a mission. So we got to look back at like the 2017 class to figure out like, did that really pan out? And are they the yes. reason that 2021 was awesome? I think we have to go back five years to, uh, okay. With BYU their junior year, yes. Mm -hmm. Now the difference is you will get some of these power five kind of four-star transfers who make an immediate impact. Okay. Like when you get Puka Nakua as a, a third year sophomore, he makes an impact in year one. Sure. He didn't have to wait go on a mission, give them – honestly, you have to give a kid two years before they make the real impact they're going to make. Like, we go, oh, you're a sophomore. You should be, like, amazing now. It's like, you know when Foose is really going to be his best self? When he's a senior, when he's a junior. It, this isn't high school where you go, ah, oh, crap, you're in eighth grade. I have to offer you <laughs> with a projection yeah. that you're going to be good. In college, we need, we need someone to play their junior year to know whether they're really good. I know the expectations are you do it faster, but the real shot for someone, like just think Alex Barcelo after his first two years. This guy stinks. This guy's a bust. No, you had to give him a couple years of BYU and sure. a fifth year to sure. go, that's one of the greatest players in BYU history. It is very interesting because BYU is in a dynamic unlike any other school with yes. mission players uh, coming back. Like It's almost like a six- to seven-year time period at points. Where I'm like, okay – well, BYU's 2015 class was awesome, and some of those kids are seniors in 2022. Wow, that was awesome. Like, it panned out. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's, it's hard to be able to truly know how much recruiting rankings matter at a school like BYU specifically because it's all over the map. Uh, and how much do transfers play into this too, right? We're seeing, yes. understandably, 
some high-level players transfer to BYU. You mentioned Christopher Brooks and Houston Hamuli. I'm with you on that. Like, they're not coming to BYU because BYU got invited to the Big 12. They're not even going to play in the Big they're 12. They're not going to, yeah. No, it came for different reasons. Kingsley Suomata'ia, well, technically, I believe he, he gave the verbal in October, so it was like a month-ish after the Big 12 invite. But he told us he wanted to be close to family. He came to – It was yeah, about family and BYU. BYU. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the even, history even here with Kingsley – yeah, we didn't ask Gabe Judy Lally when we talked to him on the show specifically, like, did you pick BYU because of the Big 12? But maybe. I mean, it may, maybe. Having come from the SEC, certainly he wants to play big-time football. Yeah. And, and, and you have a better shot at that here than Vanderbilt, certainly. Well, he's going to play at least one Big 12 school, or sorry, SEC school this year in Arkansas. That's right. You know, he's got a bunch of Power Fives That's to right. prove his medal against uh, and joins a really nice secondary. But, again, like, how the, with transfers, missions – and like the seven-year time collaboration, how do you really know at a place like BYU how much recruiting matters? Well, it certainly matters. Because you, you could have a terrible recruiting class, but two years later, like, oh, here come the Nakuas. Well, and here comes King Sumatia. Oh, now it's awesome. So in 2018, two years before 2020, BYU was 78th in 24-7, 94th in Rivals. By the way, there's two years in Rivals. BYU doesn't even register okay. in the top 93. So did, was Zach Wilson part of that? Was Zach, Zach Wilson part Zach of that Zach Wilson's class? a three-star. He doesn't, like, change, uh, move the needle so how, this, right? Again, like, we, how do you know? Let me tell you what BYU's better at than recruiting. And I don't think BYU's bad. I, I think BYU's good. I, uh, and let's talk about how recruiting works in a second. But BYU is excellent at yeah. development. Excellent. Zach Wilson, three-star to number two pick. Tyler Algier from walk-on to fifth-round pick. Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall, three-star to maybe first-rounder next year. Projected like, late first-round pick? Aaron Roderick and – I mean, BYU's kept this staff together, by the way. Blake like Freeland, st- Clark Barrington. Freeland from Brady Christensen. high school quarterback to potential first-round left tackle. Primarily two-star guys. Like, are you kidding me? Two-star guys. Ziggy Ansah, nobody to fi- – from Ghana to fifth pick. Like, BYU is – Elite at development of these guys. Now, what BYU, BYU can't rely on that, though. They have to have talent yeah. because they're ahead of the curve in terms of their development. Okay, if you're talented and you get developed, like Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua comes out of high school as a four-star guy. That means he's an NFL guy. Let's talk about how ratings work. So, like, in eighth, ninth grade, they have these big camps, and, and they invite kids that can afford it, right? Well, they invite everyone, but not everyone can afford it. Peyton Wilgar can't afford it coming out of St. George. So he doesn't even have an offer from BYU. Peyton Wilgar is a four-star college player. You know what I mean? You could say three- or four-star college player. Um, Blake Freeland is now a five-star college player, if you will. They get ranked based on not college potential. This is a misconception that happens a lot. But rather NFL potential. potential. Five-star, they only hand out 32, one for each NFL team. Four-stars, that's basically you're going to be a day two pick, second and third round. And then five, six, seven is like, there's hundreds of them that are three stars, okay? So if you have a three star, that means we think you could be drafted on day three of the NFL draft. Uh, four star, right, day two, and five stars day one. I don't need BYU to get a bunch of five stars, Spence. What I think uh, BYU needs is more four stars. More four stars that d- continue to develop. Because four stars start. Four stars come in and start. Nick Kurtz came in as what, the number five wide receiver out of JUCO? And people were like, dude, I was kind of disappointed by Nick Kurtz. I was like, no, Nick Kurtz had 600 yards receiving and started and helped win some pivotal games in 2015. Absolutely. At a minimum, that's Nebraska what he and Cincinnati is. Cincinnati specifically. Yes, more four stars. 
more kids who are looking for a, a school like BYU, more of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint kid that would have gone to Stanford or Utah now that BYU is in the Big 12. That's how you make the jump. But the ultimate quantifier, as you mentioned, is on the field. If BYU wins, great. I don't care what they're ranked in rivals 24-7 if BYU wins. I'll give you one name that matches all of your, you know, your, the things you're shooting for. Isamoa is a guy yeah. that probably wouldn't have come to BYU. Was going to go to Utah. Dad went to Utah. Big 12 invite comes. BYU's winning. He ends up at BYU. Let's go. That's Co the type Colin, of guy you're talking about. Colin Chandler would have gone to Utah. Easy. Right. Would have gone to Utah. Well, it's going to be nice to have Mr. Moa and hopefully several other uh, four stars and maybe some, you know, uh, the, the proverbial chip on the shoulder three stars and two stars that come Get in. Get a lot of those. Let's when go. BYU hits uh, Big 12 play, but more importantly, how are these three and four stars going to show up when BYU has an actual game in how many days? Countdown to the Bulls. 40 days. That's two countdowns in the first segment of the show. I told you we're rolling. Hey, we're all going to start fasting today until the game, right? <laughs> Everyone on board with that? It's a negatory good buddy. No? Negatory oh, okay. good buddy. I was just thinking like breakfast only. 40. I can do that. <laughs> 40 days until BYU takes on USF. I got some thoughts about that game. Man, we need to tackle the schedule too. We got some stuff to talk about over the next 40 days. Yeah, 40 days, bro. Woo! Our question of the day. How will you know if BYU football makes a recruiting jump as a member of the Big 12. How, how do you know that they're making the jump? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Tyson Peterson answers on Twitter, it's all about depth. If BYU has Dallin Holker 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and Holker next year, then I'll know. Same goes for guys like Puka and Max Tooley. BYU doesn't have trouble getting these guys. What they need is more of them Be, so that your backups are close to that level and then you can actually win a conference championship. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because on media day, much of which, which was uh, presented here in Studio C, Kalani Sitake said, I feel like we're getting to the point where we do have the depth behind That's those good. top tier guys. Then you don't lose to UAB in the bowl game. You know what I mean? And, and then you go 11-2 and two, and now we feel even better about last year. Sure. Yeah, let's avoid, avoid the, let's avoid the walking wounded scenarios. <laughs> no more of those, please. Yeah, let's go. Like, did we want BYU to be in a New Year's Six last year if that's how they were going to be in the bowl well, game? I think Jaron Hall would have played. I think so, too. Six. But there were, it was more than Jaron. Sure, yeah. sure. Okay, right. coming up, watch uh, Spencer Linton hang from a, a bar or monkey bar at Lagoon. What happened? <laughs> I'll explain it. <laughs> Plus, we are making time for Dennis Pitta, and he is apparently making time for us. It's a reunion on BYU Sports Nation. It, are the Cougars tight end you? Does he think so? We'll ask him next. Stay with us. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review is back. Tomorrow night, 7 Eastern time, Tyler Algiers run into history as Dave Blaine and David recap the greatest single season rushing year in BYU history. Tomorrow night on the BYU TV app, 7 Eastern time. The boys are back in town. Tyler in this Algiers, Y Award Athlete of the Year. 
Male athlete of the year. That go. was a loaded field. Yes, it was. But hey, when you run for a school record in uh, yards in a season against that the schedule, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. We are live at Studio C. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We now welcome to the show because he's got time for us, and we've got time for we him. We always have time for Dennis. We just run out. Super Bowl champion, former BYU great. Dennis Pitta. Dennis, great to have you back on the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you making time. Can I can I give Jaron one quick uh, compliment, a rare compliment? Sure. I think your hair looks really, really good this morning. Oh, thanks, the man. The part is sharp. The cloth <laughs> is tight. It just it looks good. I'm, Thank you. You know, you're picking I- yourself up, and I. I think uh, I think a compliment is deserved. Thank you. I don't I don't quite have the vertical volume uh, that you have. I, I do want to ask: Is that a Bob Ross behind you? <laughs> um, no, this is a uh, Linda Pitta original somewhere behind me. There. Oh, not. <laughs> um, are you trying to allude to the fact that yes, I'm living with my parents right now? I did not know um, that. You did it. Okay. Well, we talked about it in the break. Well, and, uh, <laughs> this is TV magic, Dennis. <laughs> I think you were trying to embarrass me, and yes, I am living with my parents, okay? Um, I just recently graduated college. I'm back with my parents. I'm just trying to get my feet underneath me. And, uh, but things are trending in the right direction for me, so uh, I appreciate you asking. There are easier ways to get babysitters, right? <laughs> I'll tell you, it is nice to have built-in babysitters, yes. but um, we have like a three-month-old, so it's still tough to leave her with, with anybody. True. You need but, that quiet um, room at the movie theater. Yeah, we, we recently moved to California, so we're living in Carlsbad right now. Ooh. We're waiting on our house to be finished and uh, live with my parents with four kids, and it's it's an exciting time for the family. <laughs> so, well, Dennis, we're, we're doing really well. Thanks for coming on the show. We just wanted the life update. We didn't want to ask about anything else. So, uh, as a matter of fact, I appreciate I, the time. Ben was worried that I wasn't going to get on the Zoom in time because. I'm on my parents' computer right now. I had to download Zoom onto their computer, so it took me some extra time. And uh, we're here. We made it. Technology is hard, and uh, we overcame it. Listen, one day I would like to have a Wikipedia page, but uh, I'm going to go to yours today and edit it and say, lives with parents. It's like Super Bowl champ, <laughs> NCAA records, lives with parents. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a steep drop-off for me over the last handful of years. Yeah, but, but here we are. Dennis Pitta joining us over Zoom from his parents' house in Carlsbad, California, while he waits for his home in Orange County to be built. Okay, Dennis, now that we've got all the important stuff out of the way, I I do need to ask about one thing because you left a relationship in Arizona coaching with your brother-in-law, Max Hall, and your good friend, Ty Detmer, at American Leadership Academy. So is there coaching in the future for you in Carlsbad in Southern California, or, or is that just an Arizona thing? No, I think at some point I'll, I'll end up coaching uh, out in Orange County. I I don't live far from John Beck, and he's already putting the full-court press on me to come and, and coach with him. He helps out at San Clemente High School, which is, you know, where Isaac Rex is from. Byron Rex is a coach there. John's helps as the quarterback coach. And um, so at some point I think I, I, I may venture down there and, and help coach. I've already talked with their head coach there. So I coached a lot of special teams too with Max and, and, and Ty out in, uh, at ALA in Arizona. And uh, John reached out to me like a couple months ago. He's like, hey, our special teams coordinator just left. 
we need you to come be our special teams coordinator in San Clemente. And I was like, John, I'm not even going to be living out there. I'm not commuting 45 minutes from Carlsbad up there just to be your special teams coach when I don't even have a son in the program yet. So just hold your horses. I'll get there at some point, but um, I, uh, I have to just wait a little bit. High school coaching actually takes up a, a lot of time, especially when you're an unpaid volunteer and you're trying to justify to your wife that you need to still be there every afternoon. Um, <laughs> But it, it's a ton of fun, and I do I do want to continue doing that at some point. But I think I'll take you know a year or two off, and uh, you know try and get my feet underneath me. I gotta you know move into a house. I gotta get out of my parents' basement. And, uh, so things have to kind of turn around for me before I can commit to that. We're talking to Dennis Pitta, who lives with his parents and is oh on my. sabbatical from high school special teams coordinator coaching on Bjorn. <laughs> Dennis, we we're talking unpaid about unpaid volunteer. Yes, yeah, unpaid volunteer. Uh, sounds like us the last uh, ten years here. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to recruiting, we were talking about when BYU will kind of take this. We think they'll take a jump in the Big Twelve in terms of talent. The recruiting rankings have not been favorable, generally speaking, for BYU the last six or seven years. Um, when, when and, and how, uh, when will BYU take a jump, if you think that, and uh, how, will we, how will we quantify that, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, recruiting is always difficult. I don't, I don't think BYU will ever take this momentous leap into a different stratosphere as far as recruiting goes. I think you're always going to kind of be in that same echelon. Now, the Big 12 will help, for sure. I mean, there's, that, that will draw more people being able to be on that big of a stage and, and compete at that, you know, power five conference level. Um, but I, I think recruiting is going to kind of stay, stay where it is for the most part. I just think at BYU, it's a unique place. You have to have a certain type of player, a certain type of individual. And, uh, you know, we've seen in the past and just kind of bring in anybody in, you know, I think in the Croton era comes to mind and it just doesn't always work properly, no matter how talented the kid is. I think there's a certain um, element, you know, in, in their personality and in kind of, you know, their, uh, you know, their value system and all that, that has to align. And so it, it does attract a unique recruit, um, which I think is a, a great thing for BYU, but it's also a challenge for recruiting, obviously. And you're not going to always get, you know, all these five-star and four-star recruits to come there. Um, but that being said, you can get, you know, a handful of those guys and, and, get some other guys into the program that you can kind of build and develop and, and, and still have a really successful program like we've seen over the last handful of years. If it's generally the same, like you said, do you feel like BYU can win a Big 12 title or does it have to get to a certain level to actually win that? No, I think we've seen teams in the past that, that would have been right there. I, I think, and I go back to, to the John Beck couple of years that, that he was the quarterback. Then with Max Hall and our group, I think – you know, and, and even just a couple of years ago with Zach and those guys, I think the talent is there. I, I, I don't think you're going to have a consistent, you know, every year competitive team that's going to, you know, push for a Big 12 championship. But I think you're going to have teams every so often that will will rise to that level and you'll have kind of the right talent around each other and the right guy at quarterback and you'll be able to make a push for that. It's not going to be easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. But uh, I think you absolutely can compete for that. And, um, you know, and when you have a special group in there, you've got, you know, an old senior quarterback or a, an experienced quarterback, you can make a run at it. Dennis Pitta is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's focus in on the BYU tight end specifically. 
And I'd like to talk about Isaac Rex, who, by the way, since we're talking recruiting, he was part of the 2017 class. He was a three-star. That class was ranked 63rd overall. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. So Isaac Rex, all the way back in 2017, here we are in 2022, Dennis, and he's on some NFL radars for sure, uh, including Mel Kuyper of ESPN. He says he's one of BYU's top four NFL prospects. What are your expectations for a guy like Isaac Rex in 2022? Well, I, I don't put a lot of stock into uh, stars coming out of high school. Uh, as you guys know, I think I was a zero-star recruit, and it worked out all right for me. Yes, it did. Um, I don't know. You're living so at home. Three star, I would have taken three stars. Three stars sounds pretty good right now compared to where I came from. <laughs> um, but, you know, recruiting such a crapshoot. I mean, you can never – who knows who really is a five-star, four-star, three-star. It, 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 so much is circumstance. So much is where you play. So much is the competition you're playing against. Anyways, I, I don't put a lot of stock into that. But that being said, um, yeah, I, I think Isaac Rex is, is absolutely an NFL guy and uh, should be getting the attention that he's getting right now. He had a monster freshman year and had injuries last year, and, and they just didn't quite get the tight end involved like we had all had hoped um, the previous season. But, you know, he's a guy that should be on everybody's radar. And, and you know, he, he suffered a gruesome injury, and hopefully he can come back 100% from that and, and be the same guy that we saw him in you know two years ago with Zach Wilson and catching all those tight end or all those touchdowns and that's really his greatest strength because he's a a massive red zone target and threat and somebody that you have to account for when you get down closer to the end zone because he's just such a big body he's got great hands he can catch the ball away from his frame and, and create difficult matchups in in tight windows back yeah. there which we saw him do uh, with Zach as his quarterback and so. I love Isaac and his potential, but I think when you talk about the tight ends as a whole at BYU right now, I think you have to include Dallin Holker in that mix. And he's worked extremely hard. He's a guy that can really be a downfield threat and somebody who can catch a ton of balls this year. Um, I saw him in the offseason. He was out there. He had his wife catching jug machines for him or shooting <laughs> nice. jugs off to him, and he's catching it. And, uh, you know, he's just out there all by himself. He's a guy who's been putting in the work um, you know, away from the, the team stuff and, and a guy that's really trying to get himself ready for a big season. And you talk to the coaches there, and I think they all really want to get him involved. They understand the talent level there and what he can bring to the table and the mismatches he can create with his speed and his athleticism. And so with Isaac and with Dallin, those two guys can really be a great tandem at tight end. And I'm excited to watch both of them on the field. 100%. Those guys are studs. Okay, let's ask you about Matt Bushman. He almost uh, made the playoff roster due to some injuries with the Chiefs. He was at least in the box for the Super Bowl, had a great seat there. What's the key for Matt Bushman to be able to stick in the NFL? Yeah, I've had a couple conversations with Matt about kind of the NFL and all that stuff. A lot of it was as a, as a guy who's kind of on the back end of the depth chart on tight end, which he's going to be entering as an undrafted free agent, um, you have to be a special teams player. You have to be a dude that they can put out on the field in special teams because that adds value to you. You can't just be a, a one-dimensional player when you're not the starter, especially at the tight end position. If you're not a core special teams player, there's not a lot of justification they'll have to keep you on the roster. Now, that being said, you know I, I told him to focus a lot on special teams, but also, to be able to make it in the NFL, you have to do something really, really well. 
And I don't think anybody's expecting Matt to go out there and be a punishing blocker. I certainly wasn't. That wasn't part of my game. That wasn't something that I was even asked to really do. But what you have to do is, is do something really well. And what Matt does really well is his ability to go up and make tough catches. And a lot like I talked about Isaac, Matt can go up and he's got great hands. He can go up and, and catch the ball away from his body. He can catch it over people. He can make those tough contested catches. And that's something he does really, really well. And that's what he has to focus on. And that's the thing he has to show at practice day in and day out, that he can go up and even though he's covered, he can make a tough catch because that's a valuable thing in the NFL. And that's something you don't get a lot of separation in the NFL, but if you can make tough catches, they'll find a spot for you. And I think if Matt can just do that and, and continue to get better at that thing that he's already really, really good at, he'll find a place in the NFL. And I've talked to Chad Lewis a couple of times and it seems like it's going really well for him. And uh, hopefully he can find a home and, and find a spot and, and find a way to get on the field. BYU on a mission to become tight end university. Once again, Dennis Pitt is certainly a large part of that. Who knows, maybe this is the next wave with Isaac Rex and Dallin Holker and Matt Bushman we just talked about. We'll see. Dennis, thanks for joining us live from your parents' basement. Uh, we know how busy you are on this sabbatical as a special teams coordinator. <laughs> I'm an unemployed special teams coordinator, and uh, <laughs> my parents don't have a basement, but yes. Oh, I'm on the first floor of two floors, and uh, <laughs> it's going really well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm glad we could have a civil conversation. Yeah. Your hair looks phenomenal. Spencer, you're my favorite as always. I hope you guys do well. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dennis. Great well, to catch up with you, bro. We'll do it again soon. All right. Dennis Take Pitta. Take care of you, Jim. <laughs> Shout out to Linda Excellent uh, painting. <laughs> I mean, that was f – fun fact, Paul James, incredible artist. Longtime voice of the Cougars on KSO Radio. Yeah, yeah. Incredible artist. His house, went to his house one time. Chuck full of his awesome paintings. It's just incredible. So pressure's on Greg Rubel. Uh, no, come on, Greg. The paint. Where, where's, where's your artistry? <laughs> Man. His artistry is, uh, is smoking <sighs> on Twitter outside of that. <laughs> Coming up, Jim Fredette goes off in the basketball tournament yesterday. What does it mean? And BYU football to the Frisco Bowl in Texas. Yay. Do we love it? Hate it? Maybe a little bowl? And who do they have them slated to play? This is BYU Sports Nation. More McChesney highlights. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. To interact with the show and get content throughout today, follow us on our social media platforms of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the TikTok. This is BYU Sports Nation if you're new to this program or Hi, this channel. Great Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton, and this is the point of the show where we whip it. The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Thank you for that. You're welcome. College Football News projects BYU playing Missouri, a rematch of the Ooh. 1983 Holiday Bowl. In the Frisco Bowl on Saturday, December 17th. What do you love and what do you hate about this? I love that BYU has a bowl game history with Missouri, as you brought up, and that was victorious for BYU and produced one of the top plays all time in BYU history. So that was my first thought. Oh, BYU-Mizzou. Okay, 83 Holiday Bowl. I like it. It's a Power 5 opponent. Um, why not? You know, More. This, this day and age, like who cares? BYU's going to the Big 12, throw it on, yeah. Um, I, and I like that it's early in the bowl season, but it's not a New Year's Six game. 
It's, yeah. not a, it's not a big time bowl game, so that's right. what I don't like about it. Right. Um, I love it because, yeah, Missouri is an intriguing matchup. Just depends what you want. Do you want location or do you want opponent? Because rarely do you get to combine those two. Um, yeah, the, the early bowl game I actually like. I know a lot of fans don't like it because the early bowl games are kind of a sign of like meaningless bowl games. This just in, most bowls are meaningless outside of the New Year's Six and like Capital One and Alamo and A few Holiday, other New Year's Day bowls. Like those ones, They're not even on New Year's Day per se. But um, like Alamo is a big time bowl, not on New Year's Day, all good. All right, Mike Farrell Sports puts both Blake Freeland and Connor Pay in his top 30 offensive linemen moving into the 2022 college football season. Jerem, does this increase your faith in the BYU offensive line or are you kind of over the preseason hype for all the BYU big men in the front? No, I, I love it, and uh, it's well-deserved. Um, it's, it's exactly what they deserve, which is they are big time. They will be draft picks. Oh, man, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, uh, it, it just adds to my confidence in this, you know, up front, the upfront men there to have the ability to go do some road grading and be Quarter, successful. Quarterback, the no-line is where I want the hype. Everyone else is a bonus no. to that. Like, it needs to start there for me. Feeling good about this. Peyton Manning posted a photo of himself with Patrick Mahomes over the weekend. Mahomes wearing a shirt with Andy Reid's BYU photo on it. How much would you pay for this shirt? 30 bucks. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes worn shirt, I would pay much more for it if, it, if that was the version it came out. How much would you pay for uh, Peyton shirts? He's got a little uh, belly sweat going on there. <laughs> I don't know that I would buy that. Probably an XL wouldn't fit me. I'd, I'd pay 30 bucks for the Andy Reid t-shirt that Patrick Mahomes is I want, wearing. I want the shades that uh, Patrick was wearing. <laughs> I found a t-shirt, by the way, on Nike's website that you would love that I think I'm going to buy. It's totally your style. I'll show you after the program. Oh, great. All right. You're going to buy it for me or for your No, I'm just going to show you and then I'm going to buy oh, it. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to make you jealous. That's kind of what like, I'm Like, hey, look at the shirt I'm buying that, you, shirt that I, I think you like. You like it, so I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thanks, juvenile, man. juvenile, junior high malarkey. Okay, Tony Finau wins the 3M Championship yesterday, which is awesome on the PGA Tour. Whole family there to celebrate with him. Do we now advance him from honorary BYU Cougar to an actual BYU Cougar? No, you have to take a class. You have to, to, to get be that. an actual BYU student. Does he get like a ton of adhesives for winning that <laughs> tournament? He's like, I can put whatever I want on the yeah. wall. <laughs> is that no marks. Work? I don't have to post it. I'll put anything on my wall. You guys know this nails. is markless? This yeah, is great. no nails in the walls. Yeah, that's great. Jake Hansen, uh, a man on the internet, Hi, Jake. Uh, tweeted a video of you, Spencer, hanging on a uh, pull-up bar or monkey bar at Lagoon yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a minute and uh, eight seconds, apparently. Yep. What, what's going on here? Okay, so what you do is you have, you have to hang on this bar as long as you possibly can. Yeah. You can't do any pull-ups. You can't maneuver. Like, you just have to hold just still. Hold. Yeah. And as you weaken, the bar rotates. Oh. So it's not like the bar is still, like the bar is spins. Okay. So it requires great hand strength, great forearm strength. It is super tough. And you're really good at this? Well, I mean, I'm okay In at it. In your professional opinion, you're good at this? Listen, I want a pretty a, decent sized prize for my kids going to minute eight. Oh, you beat someone at well, this? Like it was a competition? No, it's just like you, you go against yourself. You can go head to head, like if you want to have the competition, but like primarily yeah. you're just like going, like if you go 30 seconds. How do you earn a prize? Yeah, how, you get 30 a 30 seconds prize is a small prize, okay. like a minute's like a medium sized prize, a minute 30 is a large prize. And if you go two minutes, which I've never seen anybody do, two minutes is crazy. Jumbo prize. Crazy. Yeah. So I saw, some, I saw some Corner Canyon and Spanish Fork football players doing it. Nice. And some of them didn't go longer than me. So I was, okay. feeling, I was feeling pretty good about okay. myself. I was feeling pretty good. 
Wow. I was like, you have no excuse, kids. Well, you guys are like you in the no weight excuse. room every day. Okay? <laughs> Coming up, Raj, and shout out to New Beginnings. And has Jimmer Mania returned again? <laughs> we discuss on BYU Sports Nation. Love the dream. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, it's the final BYU Sports Nation special of the summer as we look back at the uh, 2020 season. BYU football performing in a pandemic. Tune in Friday noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And the reason we're back the next Friday live is because fall camp will be in Next week, man. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio C. Man, that 2020 season was special, right? Looking back on those 2016 and 2017 recruits that actually made that happen. <laughs> How much does recruiting what's, matter? What, what's the year we're Woo. saying? Is it five years after? Four years four, after? I'd probably go four to five. I think it's yeah. five. Let me say, explain quickly why. Because two years for a mesh for a lot of the guys. And then I'm going to give uh, the people that got back their junior through their junior year. Okay. Five. Okay. Five right. or six. Well, if you're not a mission guy. Um, then it should be three. Then it's three. Which, a number of those guys, 2017 class. Were Their mission was 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Algier's mission was to run for a lot of yards. Jimmer Fredette made his debut in the 2022 The Basketball Tournament. Dropped a mere 29 points. You know, well, disappointed. things. Well, 30. And listen, Just when Jimmer does something great, Social media reacts, mm -hmm. right? The basketball tournament tweeting out, hey, there goes Jimmer Fredette, the greatest scorer the basketball tournament has ever seen. <laughs> okay. Is that Kevin Durant 2011? Is that you? Well, there are others that have added commentary and some uh, well-cogitated commentary at that. Well-cogitated. Yes. Thank you for that. Jeff Johnston. Uh, you can follow him at JeffJBYU on Twitter. I, he didn't pay me to say that. No, one, the Jazz signed Jimmer as part of their tanking strategy. Two, <laughs> fans go bonkers cheering for Jimmer. Three, the Jazz have a weirdly successful season and win a playoff series or two. What? You had me until that part. Four, 15 to 20 years later, tank note, the greatest <laughs> sports movie ever, hits theaters and recounts the tale. Danny Ainge would be a huge part of that, too. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the Jazz and take their monikers, note. take note take is, note. is their hashtag. But the, Tank. Because there's note. so many jazz musicians in Solid. That's Shout really funny, Pistol Jeff. Pete. That's really funny. That's man. great. Uh, That's. I, I am not opposed to, like, some team. If you want to sell tickets and sell merchandise, like, if that's your play, sign Jimmer for debt. Like, it, that, that will happen. All we want is for Jimmer to get the ball. No one's going to give him the ball. Nobody, yeah, unfortunately. Homie has to go to China to get the ball, which is a bummer, right? Uh, and I don't, think, I don't think he's going back to China. Now, we did ask Jimmer a uh, little under a month ago, back on June 28th, about his basketball plans following the basketball tournament, and this was his response. It's going to definitely take a, uh, uh, the right situation for me to go into. I'm not worried necessarily as much about the money of it or anything like that. I'm more concerned about lifestyle, family, yeah. uh, being able to enjoy my time wherever it is that I go. So I'm going to probably wait my time and, and see what that, that situation is um, and kind of figure it out at that point. Okay, lifestyle and family. Now, to me, that screams staying in America after all of his international travels. 
So maybe he ends back up in the G League because he said money doesn't matter. Does he just want to play? Money doesn't matter. Provo Rec. Does he want to play in the G League? Denver like, Rec. Like Jimmer, Jimmer was an all-star in the G League and was fantastic for the Westchester Knicks. Does he want to play for the Denver Nuggets G League team? But the point of the G League is to get to the NBA. Sure. But I, I, I think he went to Europe. He was at Panathinaikos in Greece. It wasn't a great fit. Uh, they, they just played everybody like 25 minutes. He didn't get the ball at the – the usage rate wasn't what he wanted. Living in China, he, he did that for several years. He scored been, over 73 times in China. It's been a hard thing during the pandemic he talked to us about uh, multiple times. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested uh, in where he goes. But also, Jimmer's 33. We're at the end of the deal here. Um, he's he's uh, getting older as a basketball player. Whitney had their third kid. Uh, it was a hard pregnancy. He stayed home last year, essentially an offseason. Uh, a sabbatical, if you will, unlike Dennis Pitta's special teams coordination sabbatical, like an actual sabbatical. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure where the best fit is because in Europe, I'm wondering if the usage rate will be high enough to sort of appease his desires as a player. We know how good he is when the usage rate is high. Not everyone is willing to give it to him. If, listen, if, if Jimmer Fredette decides to play in the G League, like, I, I hope it's in Denver or Utah. Come, so come we can go watch the stars. him. So I'd go watch him but, all the time. Yeah. I, Jimmer doesn't have an ego, but I want him to, because I don't want him to just be in the G League. The like, but if family, if family and money's not important, and it's about like the fit and lifestyle of family, where's he gonna go? Like G other League. than the G League. Like G League's beans, it's just a play, I guess. But like, is, is, is but that what it matters his most? His end game's not. His end game's not the NBA anymore. You know, obviously, it's been Europe and, and China and whatnot. So. We'll see. With three kids, things change, and he's 33. So, I don't know. Do you want to move your family to Europe somewhere at this juncture? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Every, pers- and, and everyone's different. Like, some families, like, embrace that. Others do not. Like, they got a pretty good setup when he's got her horses in Denver. You know what I mean? Like, family's there. It's a great setup. Yeah, we'll see. Denver's a quick He's, like, fl- legit, like, rides horses and... Like, competed. Denver's a very quick flight or private jet from Salt Lake City if Jimmer wants to come back to Utah and play for the Stars. And just see. Just see what, what, maybe, what the NBA path is. And has. if the Jazz do trade. Maybe, maybe maybe there's, there's a few 10-day contracts. Maybe there's something. I'm just, yeah, why not? That, that's like the most earnest desire of every <laughs> BYU Jazz fan. It's like, please don't, Jimmer! Even if it's just the Stars. It'd be fun to watch him play in person again. Like, in... NBA-ish I'm just, I just, style basketball. I hear you. I'd just be a little sad for James because it's the G League dog. I, and you're Jimmer. I know, but he's and had a great – And you're Jimmer, The bro. thing is, like, even though the NBA you hasn't, no chump, you're hasn't Jimmer. panned out the way the BOA fans obviously wanted it to for Jimmer, he's still accomplished some great things. Yeah, no argument there. I'm just saying, like, I don't want you in the G League. Where do you want him then? Like, if you had your choice in and the Euro League, you want him in Euro League. Yeah. playing Euro for Barcelona against a, Brand, or like Brandon Davies. On a Euro League team, it doesn't have to be Barca per se. Like, it could okay. be, you know, like Elijah Bryant with uh, his team in Turkey. Because like he was eight. playing for Panathinaikos, which was like a Euro League team. That setup stunk. Mm-hmm. They were playing everybody equally, like 25 minutes a game, and Patino was. You want him to be the guy awesome. on a Euro League team, the dude. I'm okay if he's a guy. On a EuroLeague team, he doesn't need to be the guy. I don't think he walks in and is the guy on a EuroLeague team right now. Like, he can be one of the guys, um, top guys. Is but the EuroLeague even set up to host a guy like Jimmer Fredette? That is the question. Like a guy that is ball dominant. 
Like, I don't know that the EuroLeague is that way. Like, yeah. Luca, Luca made it that way because Luca was Luca. Well, well Luca's but... Luca. You're an NBA MVP candidate, right? Exactly. Um, but that is Jimmer, the exception. Jimmer came a decade early. He came a decade too early. I think if he comes a decade later, he would have been. Things worse. are different. Yes, the style of play. Like, like James Harden, Steph Curry usage rates that high would be more accepted. Now they're like, oh, you're a 6'2 Y guy? No, no, we're not giving you the ball. Like, it's just different. It's a different era. Man, timing. Timing's everything. It really is. Timing and don't go to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> like, for basketball or period? No comment. Shout out to our Sacramento <laughs> homes. Hi, kid. I like Sacramento. I just don't like the Kings yeah, situation yeah. for Jimmer. Yeah, I feel you. Coming up. Maybe I should wear my Kings jersey. Elite voice of the day. I have Kings. a Jimmer King. Yeah, you gave me one. You bought multiple. Oh, you one, gave two. me one. Are you going to buy two of that shirt and give one to me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, a rising shout out to a wedding <laughs> Mark Pope would absolutely approve of. It was unbelievable. BYU Sports Nation. Tell me no without saying no. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This program is on demand. Download the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps today. Download the pod as well on your favorite podcast platform. Please subscribe, rate, and give us a generous review. Our question of the day, how will you know if BYU makes a recruiting jump as a member of the Big 12? They win the national championship. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Jared Hawkinson on Facebook says, if within three to five years, BYU is at the top of the conference consistently like they were in the other conferences they were in previously. You need to see them at the top of the conference and the recruiting is working? Like, or how about you just win games? Because, like you said, four or five years ago, I just read these names to you. 2018 class. Gunnar Romney, Zach Wilson, Dallin Holker, Connor Pay, Dax Milne, Tyler Algier. That's a like, really the good The 18 recruiting. class was ranked 77th. Did it matter? Well, Ty- Dallin Holker is yet to have the year that justifies his kind of four-star. He's going to this year and next year. Let's make this He's go. going to. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Alex and Zoe Barcelo getting married uh, by Mark Pope, Mark who officiated, Pope officiated the wedding. Shout-out to Peyton and Chrissy Wilgar as well, welcoming baby Madden Ray Wilgar into the world. Congratulations to all, all those families. I can't think of a better family or a more ready family for a child than the Wilgars based on the They're ready. story, right? They're ready. Holy cow. Our thanks to today's guest, Dennis Pitta. We had time for him. We did have time for him, and the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Chris Smith while we're talking about great tight ends at BYU. Go Cougs.